to Rivers in the Morning. The Holy Grail. Well, good morning, friends and neighbors. It's News Radio 570 WKBN, and this segment is brought to you by Jim Young Wealth Advisors, and uh, they are a registered investment advisory firm. Leo DiPrilli is in the house. How are you, my friend? Good morning, Dan. I'm all tangled up here. Yeah, it's really nice to just, like I said, be in a golf shirt today. First time this year going to work in a golf shirt, so yeah, I'm hoping this is a trend. Yeah. And uh, you've got uh, some kids moving and stuff like that? I do. That's my son moving back from Columbia, South Carolina. He's on, on his way to Cleveland. His wife's on his way to law school, and he's now a journalist with uh, Plain Dealer. Wow. Well, they're, they're living the good life, huh? Yeah, they're working hard. All right, we want to take your calls here, and, and I know the stock market has made everybody really nervous at 330-729-9977. So if you have calls, uh, let's uh, let's try to uh, allay some of those fears, or maybe there are fears. Leo, what is the story now? We've lost about 2,000 points here in the last four days. Perspective and composure. Yes. Those are my two words for the day. All right. Keep it, things in perspective and keep your composure. All right. Um, if you look, if you dig into the data. What if you're over 60? Don't panic. <laughs> There's nothing. If you look at your portfolio performance, we we tend to get our nose out of joint when we look at these indexes. But yeah. if your money's professionally managed, you're not in these indexes. So let me perspective. Let me start with perspective. We've talked for years about the Fang stocks, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, and how they were out driving performance for specifically the S and P 500. And for those of you uninitiated, Fang is mostly the uh, the tech stocks, right? And, and I'm actually going to go through each one of them, tell you what their performance is for the year, right? Which will give you perspective to what's going on with the rest of the market. In my opinion, are they the ones that are dragging this market down? Yes. Okay. The Fang stands for Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Netflix. In Google or Alphabet, Facebook's down forty-one point six percent for the year. Amazon's down thirty-four point seven five for the year. Apple's down fourteen point three percent for the year. Netflix is down seventy-one percent for mm. the year. Google's down twenty-one point eight. The S and P five hundred. Now all of these are components of it, and those are big hits, right? Right. Yeah. The- right. The S and P five hundred year to date's down sixteen point two. So it's down significantly less than these stocks. So the core of so many other S&P 500 companies are strong, stable, profitable companies. In fact, 80% of the companies so far reporting their earnings for the S&P 500 have showed improved earnings in the first quarter. But aren't we all, including my portfolio, involved in those stocks that you just mentioned? Some of them, but much smaller percentages. Smaller percentages, okay. Right, right. So perspective is, so why, if, if, if all this data looks good, why such a significant market correction? Mm-hmm. Confidence. People are now fearing an, an, uh, a recession. Uh, and even though right now in inflation, it, it's still unfounded, but it's coming back into more conversations. And when we look at the possibility of a recession, the definition of a recession is two quarter back-to-back quarters of contra- contracting GDP growth. We very well might have that in the second quarter, but even if we have what is by definition a recession, not all recessions are awful. Not all recessions are long-lasting. They're just a contraction, and, uh, and, and that contraction could be caused by supply shortages, not by overconsumption. So what is dragging these stocks down, these tech, these tech stocks? Are they just not making money, or 
losing confidence. I know Netflix, they've got some real bad publicity because they've decided that they're not going to share passwords as much as they used to. Yeah, I think part of the problem, and, and this happens, this is a sector, I, I, I really think that the, the tech stocks are in a bear market, and I think they're going to stay there for a while. And part of the problem is for years... No matter what happened in the rest of the world, everybody loved these companies. Mm-hmm. All right, if you've got a question, give Leo a call. Maybe we can uh, allay your fears a little bit here or at least give you information. It's 330-729-9977. My second question on this is that um, uh, you, 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 know, you take someone my age and you manage my portfolio. Um, we're not heavily invested in the tech stocks. Is that what you're saying? Do you, keep, uh, do you try to buy, for someone my age, you try to buy things that are more steady uh that they're not glamorous so if i can talk about part of your core portfolio yeah if you're if you're okay with that yeah what we've done in your court portfolio is it's a lot of what we call value based stocks Mm -hmm. and there's a portfolio of 80 what we call high dividend value based stocks okay so they're the larger companies they're very profitable high paying dividend companies and value is different than growth value says okay a stock's at twenty dollars a share but we think it's a value at 18, so we're going to wait for it to be 18 before we buy it. So value managers like to go and buy on sale. Growth managers who have kind of run the tables for the last five or six years say, this stock's at 20, we think it's going to 30, so we're getting in. Mm-hmm. So far this year, the growth managers have really had a difficult time, and the value managers have done incredibly well, especially with this price correction. Value managers are saying, now there's a lot more companies out there that fit our profile that now belong in portfolios. So this has been a buying opportunity. So again, it's back to mindset. So when you have a core portfolio, like in your case of 80 value-based driven stocks, Mm -hmm. yes, are they declining in price because everything's sort of declining in price? Yes. But the question is, are you positioned to prosper once we get through this? And the answer is yes. All right. Very well. All right. There's there's a pretty good explanation. And uh, this is why, you and, and you know what, even though you manage my money and that you manage it professionally, when you see these kinds of losses, a thousand points here, you just think, well, I've lost all that. But if your money is professionally managed, you're saying that you should not be participating in a total sell-off because your money, your stock should be more value-oriented. If you look at what the averages are down, uh, the Dow down 11, S&P 16, the NASDAQ 25, and if you look at what you're down, yeah. you're down maybe 40% of that mm-hmm. of that total. So you lose. So, so, you've, you, so you've had 60% protection against this. Yeah, yeah, I got it. And then and then with your company, with your management, you're confident that if, if you don't see this thing coming back, then you even move to safer ground. Is that right? That's right. But again, it all starts, that's how we build everything. And it all but starts you, with quality. You, quality. But, but the wrong thing to do is go to dry land and be out of the market, right? Uh, I agree. Absolutely. I mean, is that right? I mean, my philosophy, Dan, is I've always stayed fully invested regardless of market conditions because you never know where the top is and you never know where the bottom is. Right. Try, trying to predict both are dangerous and, and can be incredibly <laughs> expensive and, yeah. and financially damaging if you get it wrong. All right. I know the time goes fast and uh, we've got roughly eight minutes. So 330-729-9977, 330-729-9977 for Leo DiPrilli in a nervous market time here. Um, before I go to uh, Tim, um, do you know why the tech stocks are down? And, and I know I kind of ask you that. I know Netflix has got problems, but why Facebook and these others? I think part of it is uh, the cost of money is becoming expensive very quickly. Mm-hmm. So there, a lot of what's been fueling their growth is being able to borrow money cheaply. 
Uh, I think on in some cases, like with Amazon, the shine's kind of off. Like last year when the pandemic was raging and everybody yeah. was buying online, the human condition is people are back shopping because they want that activity, you know, not just to buy it from their house. So that's challenging them to do things. So as much as we want to say things are fundamentally changing, to a point they are, but the human condition doesn't change in who we are. I think, and there's been an oversaturation with what, Facebook's been able to do, and because of companies have been cutting back, people have been cutting back what they're spending on advertising, and that's what's really hurting Meta. Yeah, and then of course you've got Twitter now that just bought purchased for forty plus million dollars, forty plus billion dollars. Yeah. I mean, um, they're not really making a lot of money either, are they? I I, I don't think that's the intent right now yeah. because even in in the end of the day, if Elon Musk walks away with this with a ten billion dollar loss, pocket mm-hmm. change. Yeah, not that much. All right, Tim, kick it off if you will, Tim. Yes, good morning, Dan. Good morning, Leo. Uh, it's important for people not to panic and to have someone like Leo that they can he can hold hands with his clients and see him through this uh, troubled time. We but, both jump in the water together holding hands. That's why my office is on the first floor. You can't fall that far. <laughs> but uh, I think what people should be doing, and, well, what I always do, I did I did naked puts yesterday in a, in a big down market, but... Uh, we're rebounding today pretty nicely. You're going to have these violent uh, corrections, and then we're going to rebound from them in a bear market. But I don't actually think we're in a bear market yet. I think it's different than the dot-com correction of the, uh, of the 2000s. I think that these tech companies have earnings. In companies like Amazon, you should be putting together a shopping list. If it gets to, down to around 2000 or below 2000 it's a good long-term buy. Yeah, that's kind of cool, too. I mean, right? I mean, he's saying most of us have not been able to buy these really high flyers. You know, people love Tesla. Oh, I forgot to get in, though. Uh, you know, right. maybe it's going to be the same thing. I love Foxconn. I forgot to get in. Uh, but you you may have a buying opportunity because these, like, Tim, I think what you're saying is these tech stocks are going to be a way of our life, aren't they? They are. And I know that Warren Buffett, every time Apple has a severe cor- uh, correction, is in there buying. That's his favorite stock. Well, that's a good point here. I'm holding okay. up the, I'm holding up an iPhone seven plus and this thing is three or four years old and it's perfectly working as it always should. They make a great product, don't they? They do until they make that obsolete and you have to buy the thirteen or fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> hey Tim, that that's some good thoughts. I appreciate you calling in. Sure, have a good day, fellas. Thanks, you too. All right. Dennis the Menace for Leo. Hey. Hey Leo. How do you feel about investing in an unproven company like that long shot at the Kentucky Derby, the 80 to 1 odds? Can you believe that? But uh, I, I like a, a long shot in the stock market. Unproven company. Uh, yeah. how, do you, how, do you, how do you go about that? Uh, Dennis, thanks for the question. Like, if you've listened to me before, you know, it, no matter what you do, if it's a new company, make sure you do your due diligence. Uh, one of the, the skeptic in me says, anytime I'm looking at new companies, their press releases and tend to give you the more optimistic point of view on what the market opportunity is. So before you do something like Dennis, I would I would find out where things can go wrong with a startup. That's what I think people spend the least amount of time when they're wanting to invest in the startup. I, I see it all the time where people just get caught up in what the opportunity may be and the excitement and all of that. And then at do, six months... Do you, do you- do you look at demographics? I look Asian. at everything. And, and Dennis, for your knowledge, that uh, and this is a couple-year-old statistic, 85% of startups fail. 
So keep in perspective, if, if you were sitting with me and I said, there's an 85% probability I'll lose your money, would you invest with me? Uh, something, yeah. something to uh, think about, what right? About, what about that long shot? That race at uh, Austin Town, yeah. Yeah. 80 yeah. to 1 odds. Yeah. And thanks, oh, thanks Denny. When he, you win it, you, you look really smart. Good luck right. with your Lordstown stock, too, Dennis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> Thank right. you, buddy. All right. A uh, little bit about you, and then I'm going to come back and talk about the market. Uh, let's talk a little bit about your fit meeting. Sure. Uh, we, we, we start out working with a select group of individuals and business owners that aspire for a work-optional lifestyle. That's the goal we try to get to. But we all start with a fit meeting where we sit down and just spend some time getting to know each other. We don't make decisions. We don't, and, and as you know, Dan, we don't sell anything. We quit. We haven't done that in decades. And we just ask people to buy into a way of thinking. And if they do, we figure out how we're going to start moving forward together yeah. and start doing. We start with a what's important to you to figure out what really matters to you to see if we're really the firm for you. <clears throat> if we're not the firm for you, then we, we kind of show you and talk to you about people that we think can help you. Like we say, we're not all things to all people. We are all things to some people. All right. Tune in this Sunday morning. It's uh, Your Money on 570 WKB and at 10.05. Great radio show for a guy that didn't go to radio school. This Sunday, May 15th, Leo will be talking with Donald D. Uh, Donald is the director of RCNH Financial, a division of Rare Coins of New Hampshire. Leo and Don will be discussing precious metal and uh, numismatic coins as an investment vehicle and the value of adding tangible assets to diversify your investment portfolio. And if you'd like to be a guest on Leo DiPrilli's program, give him a call off the air at 330-533-6936. So that sounds interesting. I have a few coins from um, my mother and father had them, and, um, you know, I've kind of sat on them, and uh, they've been kind of waiting. To, I talked to my brother and my sister the other day, and they said, yeah, just go sell that stuff. We don't, we don't want it. But uh, now i got to tune in Sunday to see uh, what you're going to say about that. It's actually a great show. Is I, I get <clears throat> excuse me, I get asked all the time about precious metals yeah. and uh, numismat- numismatic coins. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me, so those are the coins that are maybe in the cases that we had right, and, and, right. and things like that. And, and making the distinction of precious metals, because a lot of people want to have that conversation, especially when we go through turbulence like this. Yeah. Everybody says, should I own gold? Yep. Right? Yep. So I just thought it was a timely conversation to have. And, and Don, I've, I've worked with him for years. I have some clients that have interest in owning numismatic coins and, mm-hmm. and, and just disposing of precious metals. Yeah. So it's a good firm. They're out of New Hampshire. just shows you how far I had to go to find somebody I was really that really knew what I was looking for yeah, it's trying kinda, to get to. And sometimes it's just kind of fun to uh, look at the history of some of these coins. And if you like them for your enjoyment, uh, keep a few, right? That's right. That's right. So <laughs> tune in Sunday. That's a great show. A lot of good information. All right. Now, we always have new people tuning in, so they probably didn't hear us at 935. So let's go ahead and do this again here. The market outlook, um, we have lost a lot of coin. We've lost a lot of coin. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> nice tie-in. Thanks. All right. And in full disclosure, um, I trust Leo. Leo is um, Leo's a guy that I've turned to um, to manage my meager portfolio. And um, when I look at it, I think anytime the stock market goes down, no matter how much value have you've put into it, and you had me in the meeting and you said, Dan, we tried 50 ways to make this fail, and it wouldn't fail. But still, that sickness in the pit of your stomach when you see the stock market swings of 2,000 points. Um, go ahead and tell folks how you're looking at this again. Sometimes it's hard to get out of the, the noise that's happening today and the fear that noise brings with it. Mm-hmm. So what we try to do is make sure you understand we've built for the long term. We've yep. built with quality. We know we're going to go through markets like this. We're prepared for it. And we don't look at this saying, geez, I'm, 
how much more is it going to go down? We kind of look at that, but we also say because of this, what opportunities are being presented that we can capitalize on it because we know fundamentally things are sound. We just know there's a lot of fear-driven market corrections and some companies just crashing to earth for what they should be valued at instead of what people hoped they should be And you be started at. off by talking about the FANG stocks, if you could do that again. Sure. The, the, the driver's FANG stocks, which for years have driven the performance of the S&P 500, FANG stands for Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, and Google. <clears throat> Year-to-date, real quick, Facebook down 41%, Amazon 34.75, Apple 14 and change, Netflix 71 and change, and Google 21 and change. So, and you look at the overall S&P 500, it's down only 16. So there, that tells me there's a lot of fundamentally sound companies still performing well within the S&P 500. All right. Again, so most of this market is being brought down by these tech stocks right now. And um, the people out there that have value stocks, they are not down as much. They're looking really smart right now. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. She's well, you make me feel better. I tell you what. <laughs> that's right. Hang in there, Dan. Yeah. We'll get through it. Yeah, that's good. But, uh, yeah, it's, in, a, in a lot of things, no matter how much you educate people, there's still that tendency to be nervous, isn't there? That's why we do the Monte Carlo simulations, which you referred to earlier, where we, when we put our plans through a thousand different scenarios, not 50, we do a thousand, yeah. thousand different market scenarios to see how well your our plan probability will work out because things like this happen. Even though three months ago we said fundamentally everything's sound, we can't control fear. We can't control people. And think about it, Dan, also, we talked a little bit about this a couple of weeks ago. There's a whole generation of investors that this is their first down market. Mm-hmm. So they're not really sure what to do with it, right? I got, I, I'm sitting here listening. I'm, I'm just thinking about how long you and I have known each other. Um, you are the most optimistic guy that well, I've ever seen. Has, has that ever served you badly? Um, I don't know. And, and if it has, I'd be okay with that because I'd rather have this attitude. Yeah, you do. You 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 have a good attitude, and uh, you're going you're going to deal the card. You're going to play the cards you're dealt with. Well, you got to believe things are always going to get better because if not, the alternative isn't really a fun one, is it? No, no, it isn't. Right? It isn't. Right. Of course, you can't be fat, dumb, and happy either, right? Well, and, and we've got to be smart along the way, yeah. and, and that's why we're strategically moving around, looking for opportunities that happen on this, and don't pr- prey on the masses and their emotions. You know, don't go their yeah. direction. You know, have control of your own direction. That's what we try to do. Well, I think that you bring some comfort to the folks out here. I really do. And, I hope so. Uh, listen, if you want to talk to Leo, he'll be in the office in 10 or 15 minutes. His number is 330-533-6936. 330-533-6936. And if you forget all that, just search for Jim Young. Make an appointment. Go in and see him. You'll be glad you did. Be glad you did. Whatever I said there. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. All right. I'll see you in a bit. You got it. Have a good day, Dan. All right. It's Dan Rivers, and uh, just announced this guy's coming to town in September. Got a house down a back road. I got a flag on the front porch. I got a dog named Waylon. I got a driveway that needs paving. I got a boat with a two-stroke, a couple guarantees.